is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Right, so we, got, we got Wi-Fi. Got Wi-Fi. We got we to gotta hang on to the Wi-Fi. That's good. We're doing uh, Schaefer Baseball Report number 93 podcast and uh, hybrid Facebook Live. Facebook Live has yeah. been good for us. Yeah, people have been enjoying it, so yeah, keep doing it. Well, it, it works, I think, on the virus because everybody's sitting at home. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're uh, bored. I mean, it, the look at us is better than the virus. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's pretty scary, man. So maybe we could be like the Dems and hope the virus goes on forever so people keep watching our Facebook. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I can't say. I can't stay away from some stuff. No, it you can't. It, it doesn't help, but... Um, yeah, so it's ninety three podcast, which is which is we're getting there. What are we gonna do on one hundred? Gonna have like a cake we and do, stuff? do a special show. I don't we know. Should. We'll figure it out. We'll do a we special should have show. like Ennis pop out of a cake, or something. Yeah. John Ennis or something like that. That'd be pretty, you know. Ennis. In his in his John Elway jersey, <laughs> in his jock strap. That's Josh. <laughs> uh, so we'll do something special yeah. on one hundred. That's coming up pretty quick, but. Um, uh, we appreciate everybody that's been listening and watching. Our numbers have been been through the roof. It's it's we, we we've been doing this for fun, and uh, and it's just kind of grown and grown and grown. And it's so we look forward to it. we look to, we look forward to Fridays. And yeah, we've had some really good guests in here and some uh, a lot of good information. But so I want I want to introduce our, our guest uh, Ross Steely, who is now the new head coach of Division Two. Uh, Queens University in the SAC down here, and um, Ross has got a history through Charlotte. Uh, a good history, and then Andrew One Tool Zyke and everybody. You know, we go on we go on the road, and people go like, "This is hey, Andrew Zyke," and they go, "Hey, One Tool." So Andrew played for us. He had more than one tool, but it won't. It, it, I don't know how that even came I, about. I don't know how that came about. Andrew's a pretty good. He was a solid player. Uh-huh. He, he was a solid player. I know, maybe so. had like two and a half. I was yeah, two and a half tools. But he's got a lot of tools around here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we, we, I'm a utility guy around here. Listen, this is a house full of utility guys. That's it, man. That's you know whatever it took, you t- you yeah. do, you did. Yeah. There was a post on um, on Facebook. My friend's girlfriend's uh, Heather Cromon Elena came over uh, came over the other day, and she pulled something up on her Facebook that her friend sent her. And it's a picture of me in a Mariners uniform and and a headshot, and it said, "Wasn't the greatest talent in the world, you know, but was but was a gamer, you know." And uh, so I, I I took that as a as yeah. an ultimate compliment yeah. because I wasn't, you yeah. know, I never sat around and said I was I was the second coming. I just I just grinded, yeah. you know. I loved to play and I grinded mm-hmm. it and uh, whatever it took to get there, I was going to do. I mean, I you know I'd do a Mike Tyson and bite your ear off yeah. if I had to. I you know I'd pull something like that, but you know it's, I, it 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 goes to a lot of things I don't want to talk about because I do want to talk about the you know what we're going to do with Queens, but. Um, you know the development of players and the mentality set. It's not just physical skills, but it's mental. It's, there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, uh, Mike Petty from from the Canes organization uh, put out a tweet today that he's getting a lot of feedback or a lot of I don't even know if it's feedback, but kind of you know, people are like why are we playing baseball when there's not going to be any college coaches because they keep moving the the dead period dead back period, on yeah. us. And um, so. You know, I found that I found that interesting. I mean, I because I, I it's in, yesterday or two days ago I was starting to write something. You know, I, I keep notes. I have I have because I yeah. am like my ADD. Yeah. If I don't uh, write them down, yeah. I'm sorry. So I got a li- I got five thousand notes in my phone that yeah. if I could just scroll through that, those, those would be good shows. <laughs> you know, but so you know, I'm putting something in there that you know people they don't look at practice mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't look at the approach of the games the same mm-hmm. way, and it's it's changed and it's it's and it's filtered into. The people behind the fence. It's filtered into the mindset of the parents. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing this? Because, 
you know, if there's no college recruiters there or, you know, it's not a showcase environment or I'm not on a college campus playing baseball, then, you know, why, why are we doing this? And it's, it's wrong, you know. So, you know, I put something out on, we were talking about, uh, you know, putting something bef- on Twitter before we did the show today. And it was, you know, it's basically, we should be playing this game in a forest with yeah. nobody around. Who cares? I mean, I grew up playing in the woods. We had an open field in Long yeah. Island. And, you know, you went through the woods on your bike and then there was a field and a baseball game broke out. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was no scouts, recruiters, whatever. Parents weren't worried about taking us everything here. So, you know, you're on the recruiting trail now, right? And yeah. it's, and again, the game has evolved. The, the dollars are, have gotten better on the mm-hmm. Division One level. They're somewhat getting better on the Division One level. People are starting to recognize that you guys have been underpaid mm-hmm. um, and, and and you've been over-serving for a long, long mm-hmm. time. You put in the same amount of hours as a basketball coach or a football coach, and they get paid because they're revenue generators. Yeah. And, you know, but you guys, I mean, baseball people do this more for the love of the game yeah. and the passion, not yeah. for the paycheck, yeah. you know? And it's nice if the paycheck comes, but not necessarily. But how do you, what do you see in the mentality of the player? Because I have my own opinions, and, yeah. you know, again, and, um, but, you know, the parents also, the yeah. expectations of the parents are out of control. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, just to simply to answer that, Shave, is, is you need to play. You know, kids need to play, whether there's a, a coach in the stand or not, a scout. Um, you know, when we were coming through, you know, part of our – is I didn't play, um, quote-unquote, travel ball. Um, I played Legion ball. That was – being from Rowan County, that was the biggest thing is, like, when you played – when you tried out, A, you had to try out. didn't matter if you were the best player on whether it was North Rowan, East Rowan, South Rowan, or West Rowan. Like, you still had to try out for, for the Rowan County Legion team. And the roster was 18, 19 guys. Um, so one right there, like you had to, you had to cut your teeth a little bit and say, Hey, I got to still make this team. And if you made it, you felt like you were a Yankee, you know, you felt like you were the Newark Yankees. Um, and you did it because you'd love to play and never thought about, well, if I, if I go out and play tonight, is there a scout in the stand? Is there a coach in the stand that's going to watch me? No. Um, so I think, you know, alluding to the point of the question is kids have been sitting around because of all the, the craziness and stuff that's going on in our world right now. And they got an opportunity to go out and play. They need to play. And with technology, as we're sitting here today, you know, doing a podcast, is there's a way that kids can still be seen. You know, all it takes is a coach or the parent to, to post a video clip of the game that day or, you know, the, the outing that day and put it on social media. And now, hey, you got a chance to be seen. So there's still a way if they're not there in person, well, I can still get my kids seen. But then, you know, so to the kids is they need to play. They need to have the mentality of the best way you get better is by playing. Um, and then they also need to value practice. That's the biggest talk is is you got to practice. You've got to practice the right way because you can't just show up and expect to to get it done. And parents need to understand that it's not about them. Mm-hmm. You know, their their goals need it's to about be about their dollars. It's, so. their, their goals need to be and that's what I've tried to tell parents before when I've had the opportunity to to speak or whatever is is you need to make sure you're putting your son or your daughter whatever sport they're playing but you're talking about specific baseball player, you need to make sure you're putting them in the best organization that you can put them in in terms of are they going to develop him, are they going to give him practice reps, and is he going to play in a competitive development environment. Um, and if not, then you need to look elsewhere. You know, It can't just be the organization on the front of the jersey. It needs to be, hey, who am I putting my son with every day, and is he going to make him better? And he's going to be surrounded by people that are going to make him better. Yeah, there's an illusion. and this, and, and, and So from my perspective – 
East Cobb used to be the one. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. East, Cobb, East Cobb started the brand. Mm-hmm. ECB. ECB, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when I came out of Pro Bowl and I get into what we're doing here, I have no idea what the landscape is overall as far as Travel Showcase Baseball. Yeah. I just want to just want to coach and teach. Yeah. You know, I have no idea the, the money that was involved. I was mm-hmm. oblivious to it. You know, I spent my, you know, I went from high school to college. Uh, and we played Connie Mack, not Legion, which was the same thing. Uh-huh. You had to make the team, yep. and you were you know, yep. pretty proud of that. <laughs> yeah. And then I went into college, and I went into pro ball, and I spent 14 years in pro ball. Then I come out and trying to figure out what I'm doing. So, And I had no sons. I had daughters. So uh-huh. I wasn't involved in Little League or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you step out and you go, holy cow, what is, you know, what is going on here? You know, the economics of it, the parents of yeah. it. So. Um, the ECT, the ECB brand was the first one yep. that I was kind of aware of. Like, who's these guys? Well, they're the Astros. Uh-huh. You know, they're the big dogs. Uh-huh. Okay. So you start to follow that. And then you start to research a little bit, you know, because I think uh, Prodigy was the email that I started on. <laughs> I <thought> that, <laughs> you know, I cranked up my computer yeah. and, man, yeah. there it was. Yeah. But, um, and I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, Astros, Shamrocks, something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, all these guys are dudes? Mm-hmm. And then it, you started to realize the only dudes were at the top. Yeah. And then everything else fed yeah. the top. Yep. So the uniform, people would walk around in the mall and say ECB, uh-huh. but I didn't know if you were on the 14th, 15th, yeah, yeah, 18th, no, yeah, exactly. But it didn't matter yep. because it was, it was how it made that person feel. It yep. wasn't how it made him as a player. Yep. And so we see that all over the place, mm-hmm. right? And one of the biggest pieces of this for me, and this is like Andrew saying, here we go, right? Because now you, 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 got my, you got my head going. <laughs> oh, you got the wheel spinning, Andrew. Is that I, I wish, I wish... And it's not going to happen because yeah. it's business. It's yeah. free enterprise. And more people are in this for the money than they are for the development of yeah. the player. Yeah. Because they see the opportunity. Yeah, it's a bottom great. line. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's American, right? Mm-hmm. It's free enterprise. Go get it. Um, but they would tell them, listen, you're going to play on this team. Mm-hmm. And you're going to wear this uniform. And I'm probably not going to know who your name is. Mm-hmm. I probably don't even know who your coach is mm-hmm. every weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, but you're going to, some of your dollars are going to feed all these big dogs mm-hmm. so I can go win trophies. Mm-hmm. And I can be in these top events, and I can do, and I could be that guy, mm-hmm. right? And then that's going to help filter down and build your business. Yeah. So the top team is 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 your dudes that you just, you know, they're already, you know, they're already committed kids to freshmen and sophomores and juniors. Yeah. Everybody else is the feeder system. Yeah. But they're walking around with the uniform, going, "Look at this." Yeah. When in reality, it's not that. It's what you, what you're wearing. And what the guys on the sidelines are wearing that are making those kids better yeah. to make them almost get to that that top team. Yeah, that was my squirrel. <laughs> that thing went off pretty good. No, though, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I remember. I remember my fr- my my family's first involvement with you know travel ball showcase ball was my brother, and my brother was a heck of a lot better than I was, and uh, we ended up both playing at Charlotte, and he ended up playing pro ball, and. Um, but his first experience was a guy by the name of Bill Caps, mm-hmm. who started the Southern Collegiate Baseball sure. League. White and Sox guy, too. Bill, yeah, white, and he started a travel team called the Carolina White Sox. Mm-hmm. And he essentially hand-selected the top kids, you know, that he wanted him to be a part of his travel team, and Spencer was one of them. Um, but there wasn't a, a second team, a third team, a fourth or a fifth team. It was truly a select group of guys that he had evaluated and his coaches had evaluated. Uh, Marty Reed, who's a big league pitching coach yep. now. Marty was a, a coach on that team. And those kids were put in tournaments. Um, I remember at NC State when you're watching my brother play against the Virginia Beach Mets. And it was both Upton brothers, David Wright and Zimmerman Dude. on the field. Yeah. And at that time, Justin was an eighth grader. And was the best player on the field, right. but it, but that was my first involvement with the the travel ball scene was seeing. Okay, I remember Bill Caps calling. We still had house phones back then. Kids today wouldn't. Right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Is he was calling, having to ask my parents, you know, hey, what can you afford? 
And then can you do it? Like we want Spencer, we want Spencer. And then I remember for me, the very first time that I really got asked was um, by the South Charlotte Panthers. And I was, uh, I grew up playing against Whit Merrifield. Sure. And his dad, Bill. I was played with his dad. With his dad. And Bill, yeah. asked, you know, Bill asked a couple, and but I was playing high school football in the fall. So it was like, well, no, like, you know, I'm, I'm in a, and big, I was big with our high school fall travel league with Coach Hightower at East Joanne. So I would play a football game on a Friday Great night. Coach. Great, great coach. Great coach. Um, and still love him to this day. Yeah. And I uh, think, I mean, he made me a big part of who I am. But mm-hmm. that was kind of my first experience with everything. It just goes back to, um, you know, why are kids playing and what are they ultimately trying to get out of it? And the parents under you know parents parents being realistic is, is what they need to be. You never would have thought Wit would have been what he was. Oh, I mean, shoot. but that kid was a scrap. Unbelievable. Game. It was I unbelievable. Mean, so it's funny because they played with his dad in Midlands. That was a first round pick. Oh yeah, put yeah. up big numbers at Wake Forest. Yeah. Great college hitter, um, and uh, was a big prospect with the Angels. Yeah. And I went over to the Angels and I played short. He played third one year, and I told him at the end of the year I had more scabs on my body because <laughs> I my range had to go from second base. All the way behind the third baseman because he had no range. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cover the whole left side you're, of the you're, field. You're, at what position do you play, Shaq? Uh, I play left side uh, of the field. Yeah, I, I play mine and Billy's. I used to say, "Give me his number too." I should be wearing two numbers on my back. I love it. But uh, but yes, it. and Billy's big up at, at yep. Wake now too. Wake, He's yep. a great guy, Kissy, great family, yep. just amazing people. But you know that you know, the I love the, I love Legion baseball. Mm-hmm. I really do, and I hate I hate. And I say this every week, and Andrew's heard me say it, is I can't stand the showcase environment. It's what I live in. It's mm-hmm. what we work in. But we, we're very conscious of development. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have had the conversations this morning mm-hmm. about building the right facility mm-hmm. and making sure. And, and that, that was one of the, the key things for me was you, that, you know, development was was paramount. Yeah. You know, because you know what you're getting. Yes. And we're not getting the same players today that we got years ago because of the environments that we came up playing in because yeah. we played the game to play the game and yes. we had instincts and we were taking advantage yeah. and we were a, a group of guys that played together for a long time and we're going to go beat the crap out of the guys from the next town yep. over. Not everybody's a buddy and playing on the same teams and you know Dusty, remember Dusty brought that up the other day yeah. he said yep. you know the big leagues are different now everybody's friendly everybody's nice like I was a uh, judge of kangaroo court yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and if you fraternize with uh, the other team uh-huh. dude that was big numbers uh-huh. you don't run in between the game and stop at center field and hug and high five and mm-hmm. and you know shoulder bump and all that it's like <laughs> you know up yours dude yeah you know yeah. come we're coming after you yeah. so that mindset that mindset's changed and it's changed when you get these kids in college too yeah. because they're all showcase players they're not baseball team players yeah. and now you got to take what was developed as team players for years and years and yep. years, and now teach them how to play the game as a team. Yep. That's that's a challenge. Yep. So the development part is big, but it's not just the physical development. Mm-hmm. It's the unity. It's yeah. the, it's the culture. Yeah. It's all that other yeah. stuff. Well, no, you're and it's you know, kind of back to is Wit got to where he, well, and one he's talented and it right. just it took it block, but he grind. You know he yeah. he worked his tail. You could tell. I mean, I remember playing Davy County in high school in Legion ball. You'd get through with a game, and some people may roll their eyes, but Witt would stay out in the outfield and run sprints. Mm-hmm. He would do extra work. And I remember even as a young high school player coming up against him and being like, that's why that kid's good um, in the career he's I used to now. ask his dad, why are you jogging? He said, no, I'm sprinting. I'm sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think um, you, you circle back to – and, I, you know, my own experience to, you know, what you're talking about is the development is I see so many teams – at a young age, especially in travel ball and rec league, like I've, my sister's got two young boys, so my two nephews, um, and I, I've told people before, is at those ages, you should be more focused on development than the wins and losses. But so many coaches 
are trying to get that eight and nine year old team to have this great win loss record, and, but kids don't understand how to play the game, right. and then that trickles up the line. And like you're talking, then when they get to college at whatever level, whatever it's D one, D two, D three, NIA, JUCO, is yeah, they may have skills and tools, but do they understand how to play the game? Um, and are they are they a competitor? Are they a team guy? Do they have a strong mindset? Are they, can they handle adversity? I mean, I talk with my dad all the time because we're a baseball family. I mean, my dad played at Liberty and Pfeiffer uh, for legendary coach Worthington, and then Coach Farabee, um, and then my brother and I playing. And just the the coaches. I remember my dad being our little league coach, Shafe, and just was always focused on developing and teaching the game. And then when we'd go out and play, yeah, we wanted to win, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I remember those those instincts and those. Um, daily practices is what instilled the right mindset is from an early age is we understood how to play and while we were playing um, and then I think if, if if we could just find a way to get back to I see so many times as a recruiter as you watch a kid play but what's he doing between weekend showcases you know mm-hmm. it is is he taking ground balls is he working on his swing is he working on his speed is is he in the weight room right. you know <laughs> that, that's it's the things that this, if this. we can get back to what truly matters then that then that's going to yeah, help the game. There, there's there's a four o'clock five o'clock VP guy, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a game guy, and you know we we you don't necessarily see what that animal is yeah. outside of the weekend, yeah. You know because yeah. you, you're gonna you gotta you gotta manage these guys twenty four hours yeah. a day, seven days a week. Yeah. I mean, from classroom to weight room yeah. to nutrition to all this other yeah. stuff. And are you getting that guy that you have to spend more time with one guy than you have to do with thirty five others? Yeah. It's a difficult task. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. a difficult task. You know, you, we talk about the the development side. Um, it, dollars chase dollars, mm-hmm. right? So somebody's gonna pay to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And our program may be greater in the development side mm-hmm. and maybe not going out and playing in the biggest events out mm-hmm. there and you know, you know, trying to chase all this other mm-hmm. stuff where other guys are built that way. But so parents are going to put their money where they think they're going to get a bang for their buck in terms of recruiting. Yeah. And they don't understand that you guys have a network of people below you guys yeah. us the yeah. showcase guys whatever yeah. that are networked in and have an idea so yeah. we become like your scouting relationships right those relationships yeah. mm-hmm. of baseball people you yeah. trust andrew and i go through this with the vetting process in usa baseball yeah. right and we and we we step we put our foot in holes many times yeah. mm-hmm. because you trust people that say oh yeah i've been coaching for this long and i got this background whatever and this kid's a dude and then he gets there and you know yeah like who? How did this kid get here? Yeah. You know, and it, and it happens. We got one out on our field right now. Yeah, um, and uh, so you have to find that network. Mm-hmm. So what they think is, if if I don't wear this uniform, mm-hmm. I'm not getting my money's worth because yeah. if I put this uniform on, everybody's going to look at me. Yeah, which you know what, to a degree, somewhat that happens yeah. because when we go into our tryouts and we see somebody in this uniform, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, got to be a dude, and yeah. then you go. No. Wow, nice. Yeah. You got 200 bucks for that uniform? <laughs> Way to go, buddy. You know, you got 200 bucks going to your top team? Way to go, yeah. dude. Yeah. You got yeah. him buffaloed, but yeah. he's walking around getting dates because he's wearing that wearing uniform. That uniform. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's good. It's, you're talking about uh, development. It's the things that I've always laughed at, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but, you know, let's say a kid's playing, let's say a kid's playing for X team on the weekend, but then he's got a totally different group of instructors during the week right and then when he shows back up on the weekend the sure. coaches of his team are now trying to coach him differently than the other people he's paying during the week yep. to get his instruct and so i think just trying to make the streamlined process okay how is again back to how is he truly being developed who's developing can we trust that person and then back to you know what you're talking about relationships i mean 
we go back. I remember, you know, talking about Tabor Mongero. Yeah. A kid like he is. I remember, obviously, I talked to Trent. Um, so, shout out to Coach Mongero. Yeah. But, uh, and Tabor's going to be my roommate. And Tabor, Tabor's a heck. But I coached, you know, recruited him and coached him at Gardner Webb. But you were one of the first people I talked to, yeah. you know, because you, you had a relationship. You knew him. Uh, so many so many other kids that I've recruited at my previous schools in the past is I knew when you, you either directly contacted me or I would mm-hmm. contact you, there's going to be a relationship and trust there mm-hmm. because you know what you're talking about. Um, and I can trust, you know, I'm, so I'm, it, obviously our goal as recruiters is to try to see the kids as many t- and times as possible, mm-hmm. but you have to know those key people in the network of, hey, who can I talk to about this kid that's going to help? I'm, I'm very, this, 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 that relationship stuff is really, really close to me mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the value, not just because it's a cinema thing, but because I, I went to Maryland, Yeah, right? So I played Connie Mack, mm-hmm. went to the Connie Mack World Series, knock on wood, bunch of Bunch of just Long Island rednecks, you know. The uniforms didn't match. Went out and beat up on everybody. Had Neil Heaton throwing for us, so like, you know, ten years in big leagues and All Star games. But you know, we had we had a, we had a talented group of you know Eastern Long Island kids mm-hmm. that didn't know any better except just to go out and play. Mm-hmm. And we get out to Farmington, New Mexico, and everybody's buffed out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we got off the plane up from Long Island. And the first thing we did in the in the airport is we went and bought cowboy hats. We didn't know. <laughs> we thought we were cowboys for a week, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I come back, I come back from that. I've already graduated. Yeah. I have no, I have nothing. I think I'm going into the army. Yeah. And my father was, my stepdad was a captain at Maryland in the early 60s, same head coach, and called him up and said, he can run, he can throw, he can field again and knock the bat out of his hands the first year. It's going to happen. Uh-huh. So but you give him two years, everything will be okay. Yeah. And I was tiny. So he said, oh, okay, let me see him, you know, let me see him play. And, um, you know. He could never get to see me play. I was yeah. done. So he said, send him. Yeah. And I ended up starting, you know. So that was something that was important. And he did it again to another kid yeah. that grew up in my hometown, Timmy Gordon. Yeah. And Timmy ended up being a third-round pick by the Red Sox. Um, didn't didn't get to the big leagues, but was one of the best players in our area. Yeah. And so this relationship with my dad and understanding yeah. that my father, my father had played for the Dodger rookies in the minor leagues and stuff like that. And, he, and understanding that, one, he was my father's captain. Yeah. Uh, my father was his captain. Yeah. Um, and uh, that he that he recognized talent, yeah. and he was comfortable with it. Like he's like, okay, I'm going to bank on this guy, yeah. knowing that this talent is is what it is. Yeah. That doesn't play out as much yeah. anymore. It's and I get it. Listen, because you know what? In the end, it's win loss. Oh, you yeah. know, there's there were college yeah. coaches back then that could sit in a job for 30 years and yeah. go, you know, and not win a not, you know yeah. not win a season. <laughs> yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know, so now it's different. Yeah. But, but if you don't have that, and, there, and there's, there's guys out there, yeah. you know, there's definitely guys out there. And then there's guys that are out there that you go, okay, he's probably a decent player, but I don't know 100% if he's. Yeah. And then there's other organizations out there that I know for a fact that it's more about who they list on their website. Because yeah. they'll push a guy into a situation that doesn't belong. Yeah. And you trust him one time. Yep. You bite on him. Yep. And then they market him as, listen, he came through our organization. And then he's either quitting the game yep. or transferring. Yep. Or going somewhere yeah. else, and those are the quickest way to lose those relationships. Is and that, that you know sometimes but we're all going to miss everybody's, everybody's going to miss. It's an inexact science. It's an inexact science. One hundred. I tell people is, and I'm not sitting here by any means, you know, saying that there's, you know, one better than the other, but it's an inexact science. It's a you never know. Okay, injuries, personal stuff. It just, but it's always I gotta you gotta find those guys who you can trust and. It only takes that one guy, like you're talking about, missing to yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, man, I can't trust that anymore. Um, and you try to you try to steer you know as best you can and do as much homework and you know find out as much you can. I think you know the biggest thing that goes into those those networking is is again, um, you know, understand are they baseball people and why are they in it? You know, are they in it for the kids or are they in it for themselves? Right. 
and that you know that goes down a whole nother rabbit hole. But and yeah. you you can sniff that out pretty quick. But it's truly about finding um, the true baseball people that understand the game, and they're not just in it for themselves. Yes, you know some of our closest friends around here, Gary Randall, Chris oh, yeah. McKnight, mm-hmm. you know the scouts, uh, Kirby Holmes, all these guys mm-hmm. that we've known. Every one of them would sit at this table and say, "We've missed." Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we've, we've all missed. We've missed. Yeah. But, you know, again, their, form, their, their, their GMs and all that other mm-hmm. stuff will come back and say, okay, well, you know, we're going to go about this again. And, mm-hmm. you know, then you're going to find a diamond in the rough somewhere. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that, that, you know, because I was that. You know what yeah. I mean? I was that somebody nobody. I was five, five, six, maybe 145 pounds yeah. when I went to a Division One ACC school. Yeah. Now, this is how naive I was, man. I had no idea what ACC or NC. I didn't care yeah. if I was going to yeah. Suffolk yeah. Community, yeah. Suffolk Community yeah. College or Maryland. You just want to play ball. I just went to Maryland, mm-hmm. you know. Just my father said, pack it up. You're mm-hmm. going. Get off the plane and we were gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and obviously, it, you know, it, 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 it's a good story and it, and it worked out for me. But it goes back to what we started this with. I mean, just, just playing the game. I yeah. just wanted to play the game. And every, every level that I was at, and my journey was, you know, I mean, I rode the bus, man. Yeah. I went from, from rookie ball to AAA in my first year. Mm-hmm. Ripken was in AAA. I was in rookie ball, just signed. He went to the big leagues. I get sent to AAA for the mm-hmm. playoffs. And now I'm showing up as 155 pound. Maybe I'm 155, 165 pound middle infield. Yeah. People are looking at me like, why are we bringing a bat boy to the freaking <laughs> to the playoffs? You know. So I'm thinking I'm one step away from the big leagues. I'm yeah. home. I'm wearing all my Rochester Red Wing AAA stuff. Yeah. I'm a badass, man. Yeah. And uh, go to Kent next year, and I'm in A ball. Yeah, I'm in I'm in I'm in Hagerstown, Maryland. Then I go from Hagerstown, Maryland, um, you know, to Charlotte, and then I go back the next year to Hagerstown. Mm-hmm. Then I go back to Charlotte. Then I'm in Charlotte. Then I'm in Charlotte. Then I go to Rochester, mm-hmm. and I get you know. Then I get sold to the Angels for a hundred dollars because Merrifield needed me. <laughs> big, big level trade. Merrifield needed me. They <laughs> yeah. bring Schaefer over for Merrifield. Yeah, that'd be on the and, ESPN uh, ticker now. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and I found out reading the sporting news in the hospital bed because I pulled my back out and they put me in traction for a week. <laughs> my father, guess what? He just got sold for $100. Like, read it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But, uh, but I go to Double A. Yeah. And then from Double A, um, I spend a whole year there. I don't get called up. I don't get put on the 40 man. I had, you know, had a little anger issues at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. better now. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. So, um, and then I get rule five by the, the Dodgers mm-hmm. back in Double A. Mm-hmm. Then I go to Albuquerque playoffs. Then I go to Calgary. I mean, um, and then uh, you know I, I get to the big leagues, but I end up back in AAA. So you know, yeah. you, you, you you ride that bus. So my point being is, I just wanted to play, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And it hurt, you know, yeah. getting sent down and moved around, which yeah. you know, or not making a team, yeah. you know. But my father never likes, oh, it's okay, yeah. you know, we'll fix it, you know. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know, you fix it, yeah. You know, you want to be on the field. You're not the most talented guy in the world, mm-hmm. you know. You better do what you need to do. Yeah to get there and that's not the mentality of the parent as much as it is as a player anymore because if I don't get what I want because my check cleared Mm -hmm. then you know I'm going elsewhere or you know you're supposed to do this for me look dude best way to get anywhere is be able to play you gotta be able to absolutely I mean you're you, you got to be able to have the ability to execute and perform at a level um, in order to get anywhere and that's in any business or sport in general you know you got to be able to do the job I think um, you know, the biggest thing is, and we joke about it time and time in the coaching circle is, you know, daddy ball. Daddy ball is, you know, the mm-hmm. kid The kid doesn't have a good experience here. Well, I'm going to go take them and we're going to that, – that's why you've seen so many teams start up, in my, in my opinion, is because, you know, you got disgruntled parents. But I think the, the biggest thing talking about playing is I was blessed and fortunate, you know, to be a coach's son. My dad was a, a high school football coach, baseball coach, coached all the way through and um, was surrounded by good coaches from Little League all the way through middle school, high school, and, and Legion ball. You're talking about, you know, 
Coach Cherry, middle school basketball, to Coach Hightower, as I mentioned, to Jim Gant, who's mm-hmm. still to this day. I mean, he's legend. legend. I mean, the Catawba yeah, College. He's now, now I, I, I've told him, i got to face that guy now. Yeah, you know, i, I got to face that guy in opposing dugout. Yeah. But, you know, the Legion ball coach. and um, But the lessons that my dad instilled in us at an early age, you know, coming up and then, then being surrounded. I think the you hear it all the time, the people you surround yourself with, like what are kids doing in their downtime? I mean, we were always looking – like, hey, Dad, can you take us to the field? But if he wasn't around, like, hey, who's our friends that we can start a wiffle ball game with? Yeah. You know, or, yeah. or, or let's go out and play back, uh, backyard baseball. Let's shoot some hoops. But is you got to play is the biggest thing we're talking about. And doesn't matter who's standing there. Doesn't matter. But you, and you've got, because the biggest thing is that's going to develop, whether the kid realizes it or not, is when he's putting himself in those environments, it's building a competitive mindset, you know. Because if you start surrounding yourself with your buddies, guess what typically happens? It, it turns into a little competitive sure. juice. As oh, okay, well, probably more with hey, your buddies m- than the other more guy. More with your buddies. Oh, Sh- Shafe just did yeah. that. Let me show yeah. him what I can yeah. do. And that's the memories that I remember growing up that I wish um, kids would still. And they do, but I, I think it's lacking. What we're talking about is so many kids nowadays. It's just well, I, let's just get to the weekend. Yeah. When the way you perform on a weekend is what are you doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? You know. And, and yeah. that that's where the real uh, the real fruit happens. You used to be the GM, the manager, the coach, yeah. the player, all in one. Yeah. Because you had to pick your team and your friends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then you had to set the lineup. Yep. Yeah. Right. Then you had to tell the guys where you know you know what to do, when yeah. to do it, and then you had to go play. Yeah. Well, and then there might be trades after the game. Oh, there was trades after the fights. During the game break. And more of those fights with your own teammates. (laughs) I had a few of them in pro ball, too. I mean, it tells me all the time is I look back to people about, you know, what helped you prepare for college is, number one, I played in a great high school program. Um Where'd you play? East Rowan High School. Right. So you did play high So you were play, from East Rowan. Yeah. And so, from East Rowan County. My, I mean, my dad played there, coached there, and then my brother came through. Have you seen Hightower's kid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen. Well, that's a credit to yeah. Addie. That's, yeah, that ain't, that ain't, that's Addie. Uh, oh, okay. Addie, Addie is, the, uh, is the athlete in that family. Well, dude, I, we, we played then. They were like 12 years old yeah. or 11 years old. And after yeah. the game, Hightower's out there just raking oh, yeah. balls at this dude. It wasn't <laughs> like, you know, it was like Cop, a little soft, yeah. come get Cop. it. He was like... Wow. Cobb, Cobb has been built from day one, but man, I, oh I, give, I call him Francis. Uh, so he's great. a little dude. Fra- he's, he's, he plays yeah. large. Addie, he plays large. Addie was a really good athlete herself, so I always give Hightower grief. Uh, you that, give the, the, I, the, the I, hey, <laughs> Cobb gets the talent from Mama. Um, but funny. East Rowan, you know, a winning program there, and and there was no handouts. You know, like you had to earn it. And that was instilled in us from day one. But the biggest thing that and prepared, parents accepted that, and parents accepted that. You know, and. They understood. They understood essentially what East Rowan baseball was about. That it wasn't about their kid. It was a tradition. It was a program that was built on winning at the high school level, and it yeah it produced college talent. But the number, I mean, the community essentially you hear it all the time. And but the community would shut down for a high school baseball game at State and Field in Granite Quarry, North Carolina, because they wanted to see the Mustangs play. And so not only is the community there. But Coach Hightower and the coaches that came before him, Alan Wilson to Coach Work, my dad to Coach Safrit and, and Coach Sprinkle and, and uh, Harvest and those guys, they were coaching for the community. Man, you had some good professors. Oh, it's unbelievable. And the players, yeah. we, were, we took the field playing not for ourselves you know we took right. the field playing like man we're playing for east joanne like well, you're, you're growing up watching that as a kid like oh, someday i want to be in that yeah i mean i remember field. going to the field as a young kid watching you know the 
uh, Nick Hurds and Cal Hayes and those guys yeah. play the game that went on to have uh, great collegiate and professional careers. And, man, I want to be th- – you thought right. those guys, even though they were high schoolers, as young kids growing up – Well, your whole up, world was East Rowan. Yeah. You knew nothing more You knew nothing. Like, you thought – when you went to an East Rowan sporting event or a Rowan County Legion yeah. game, you thought they were professional players yeah. as a young kid. And then you wanted to be them. But I tell people, not only that, but then when you transition – again, I didn't play travel ball. I played Legion ball. Um and when I tell people all the time, what prepared us for college is is that is those two, it was because we learned how to show up to the park every day. And by granted, I was not perfect. By no, like I made my mistake. And it, but but you look back, you know, we learn things. Hopefully, you learn things in life as as you age and look back. Is I look back now and it's like, dude, we didn't really realize what we were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But when you combine the high school programs you're playing for, and then when you're playing Rowan County Legion, like man. You're playing professional baseball. Yeah. You're, you're learning how to practice every day in the 90 degree heat. Hey, we got 10 a.m. early work, and the game's not until 7 p.m. that night. You got to figure out how to take care of your body. When you're getting home at midnight, 1 a.m., and then you got to do it all again the next. I mean, I remember one summer, Shafe and Andrew, we played 30 games in 31 days. And you look now like kids be like, can they handle? Oh, yeah. Could they handle that? Right. Not you know? enough water. <laughs> no, not, they get, they get, the yeah. mom's bringing the Gatorade. Right. But like that, you look back and it's like. We did that because we love to play. I remember our bus broke down on the way to Wilkesboro. And where, so here's, and, and we had no yeah. AC. We pull up to Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro High School. We're into our just our skimpy. You know, we're in our, right. our at that point our sliders. Right. No AC, and we got to go play a game that night. And we went, and we get back on the bus. Guess what? There's still no AC. We bought, and we're just like, dude, this is great. This is this, this is unbelievable. This is this, what we want. This is outstanding. But that that mindset. It doesn't come, that mindset comes from the coaching? Correct. It comes. It comes from the hierarchy. There's an expectation right. and a standard and, set, and, and that that's huge at the college level. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys got to trust that you got that you're in it. That's why you know when I see coaches that work out, right, yeah. that lift and do things like that. You know, you you're doing things by example. Yeah. You may not be able to get out and play the way you used to play. Yeah. Um, that's why we go into coaching. That's why we go into coaching. The body breaks right. down, but the, the, brain, the, brain, the brain stays there, right? <laughs> but you know. It, it, they have to see and they got to trust yeah. and they got to know. Even the guy that's not in the game yeah. has to want to go there and be there. Because yeah. of that mindset, he says, you know what? It may be my day. Yeah. I may get on this field today. Yeah. I may get to play for Queens you know, yeah. and, and, and put up some numbers today. I may be yeah. getting to be the best player on the field yeah. today. Yeah. And, that's, and, and that's, build, that's building culture, but that, that's, that's building a tradition. Yeah. And a lot changes now because... Coaches are looking for different places to go. Yeah. You know, there's no like, hey, like Hightower's been there forever. Yeah. Hi- East Rowan's his home. Yeah. This guy, he had no desire to go anywhere yeah. else. Uh, Gant's been out of Catawba <laughs> for a million years. He's like, I'm good, man. I love it. I'll take my kids. I'll do whatever. Yep. But now it's, you know, there's, you know, everything is a stepping stone. And I get it. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about somebody trying to better themselves. 100%. And move on. And, yeah. you know, get an opportunity to go be an SEC or an mm-hmm. ACC, a Power 5 coach or a head coach, something like that, and go to the College World Series with all those people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we dream about those yeah. things. We dream about playing in the big leagues. We dream yeah. about playing in the World Series, College World Series. You know, th- th- those are all critical. But building the culture so the next guy that comes in behind you mm-hmm. carries that on mm-hmm. is, is, is not, not easy. No. You know, so yeah. you got to have the right, you got to bring the right staff with yes. you, which you brought Eddie Hall with you, yep. which we love Eddie, another local kid. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I like what's happening in Charlotte baseball overall. Yeah. I, like, I, I like Woody. Um, a Charlotte guy up there. Obviously, I love Bo Robinson, yep. one of my favorite people in the game. Yep. Um, you know, the Simmons kid is up there. Yep. Um, you know, Charlotte baseball people are there. Now, you're here. Eddie's here. Um, 
And again, I don't, you know, no, no disrespect, whatever, if anything, what Jack McDowell did to build this program yeah. because oh, yeah. Jack took this out of he laid the foundation. Jack took this out of a piece of paper yeah. and said, you know, we're going to be a Division two NCAA school in one year. Yeah, make it happen. Good luck. And he did it. Yeah. you know, and it, you know, it became a lot for him. Yep. Um, became a lot for his family and everything and overall and, and, and Jack is a good dude and his heart's in the right place and um, but it was just you know it was time yeah. he, you know he need you know he he, he needed just but he you know he created that so now yeah. taking that part from him and not letting those kids forget like okay maybe you know things didn't go accordingly yeah. you know how everybody wanted or expected them to go long term but don't forget where it started because that's the beginning of the tradition and now you can just you can enhance that yeah no i mean yeah again is and i told you know i told the queen's leadership team and the administrative staff and everybody is that this is to build the program the foundation had been laid by jack and his staff mm-hmm. and andrew and, and cochran those guys and jack took a situation i mean essentially the, the as we and say Daspin. and daspin and out which, which you kept which you kept out and and he's been tremendous is the literally the building from the ground up yep. you know is to from a club team to then a full-time mm-hmm. sack member you know in years in year two yeah. um and try, and talking about trying to recruit and find players, hey, this is what you're looking at year one, and then this is where we're trying to get to. Uh, we don't have a field for you. Know, we don't have a technical field for you right now. And all the things that, especially nowadays, as we're talking about kids play and everything, but more so the times we live in, the kids are wanting to know, well, what can you provide for me? You know. And so Jack and his staff, a tremendous job of being able to recruit some talented kids that wanted to be a part of building a program. And now our staff's job is to take what they laid um, and to make it even better. And that's what we're, we're trying to build a Division Two national championship baseball program. And, and you look at uh, from the staff of Eddie Hull to Al to the pitching guy, uh, Jesse Park, who's a local guy played from Rowan County, played at Pfeiffer, so he understands the landscape, to Charles Cheeto Bradley, played at Charlotte Christian, coached at Lenore Ryan. Yeah. Um, so, again, that was a big thing, part about hiring the staff and trying to build off what Jack and Andrew and Al and Allen had done is, okay, I want to – and that's why I've told so many people already is I want to make sure we hammer the Charlotte area. I want Queens baseball to be a community citywide event, um, and I want the local kids to want to be a part of Queens baseball. As I want the local high school coaches and travel coaches and instructors to understand, hey, man, it's an open door. Like, you're welcome. This is a family, and we want the best players to stay home and play at Queens um, and because that's what's going to make us better. You know, it, the – the Division Two player is a Division One player. One hundred. That's why it's so funny. It, uh, so many people, because uh, I spent the last six years at Division One level as a recruiting coordinator, and people have asked me like, "What are you looking for now?" I'm like, "Man, we're still looking for the same looking thing." For the dude that wants we're, to go like, to a Power Five. We're all looking for the same play. I told people like, <laughs> yeah. we're all, whether you're at a mid-major D1 or an up-and-coming D2 or an already established, you know, higher major D1, like, or a, like you're all looking for the same play. You're looking sure. for those guys who can throw hard, run fast, and hit the ball far, and and play D like. It's just a matter of where they fall in the pecking order and where you are in, yeah. in the and but that's what I told people was like man I'm still looking for quote unquote division one players goes back to stigma though yeah, you know yeah. I mean? and it's yeah. us baseball people know because yeah. I watched Mount Olive rolling mm-hmm. here I've watched Atlanta Powell mm-hmm. down in North Greenville mm-hmm. like dude you, you can put them against any D one school oh, yeah. out there and they're going to compete yeah. their pitching staff may not get as deep right now correct because there's not enough pitching period correct you know there's not enough yeah. power five arms yeah. out there across the board but you start to look at position players. And the way that Atlanta's recruited yep. and Watson's recruited those guys that you know that are that are being ranked, Chris Anderson. Oh yeah, right here. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm watching this yeah. thing, and I watched Chris do a really good job over there. I watched mm-hmm. Landon, almost the same scenario that mm-hmm. you're kind of in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what he took down there in North Greenville was yeah. just, I mean, it was the dumping ground before Andy. Yes. But it was just like, okay, this kid wants to play college baseball. Go to North Greenville. <laughs> it, it was, seriously, yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. Know? And the guy was okay with it because yeah. he thought he had job security and he didn't care if he won or lost. Yeah. And then here comes Landon Powell that's had success and, and heartbreak in his life. But here yeah. comes this man. Yeah. That has this passion to win and build and 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 be respected and have and have the kids be respected, yeah. and takes it to a national level. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, we're 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 we're, we're loaded with talent. Around oh, here. this Charlotte so is so unbelievable. The, so you, there's a when people say, well, oh, D two program, like, dude, are you kidding me? D two program? Yeah. Take these D two programs and go run up there against St. John's yeah. and Rutgers and all these other D one programs up north. And yeah. you, you know, sorry, northern people, but <laughs> no, I think you get throttled. One, it goes back why you know why I was attracted to the job. But one, it's home. I'm from the area um, and, and played collegiately here, and I love the city of Charlotte and the area. But two is you look at always in terms of collegiate athletics is your recruiting base. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I've told people we, we literally can build from the inside out. Like we don't have to leave Charlotte Mecklenburg County to the Charlotte region to the surrounding county. Like we can build our program with quality players from our backyard. And that just creates so many uh, positive effects. It creates a ripple down of now parents are coming, families coming, high schools get are, are more involved because, hey, well, that's he's only an hour away, so to speak. So the community aspect develops from there. So you develop a culture, a winning mindset in the community. Fan attendance thrives. Fan attendance. And that's, and, but yeah. then I tell people all the time, and I don't mean this by any means negatively, is um, where, why do you want to go D1 is now the question that I'm having to ask is, do you do you want to go play D one just because? Well, it's D one. That's the stigma. That that's the. Well, I play D. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's or do you want to go win? Yeah. That, that that's or the thing. Or play. Or, or play. play. And I so play. I I would I would encourage and goes you know the parent is where are you going to develop? Where are you going to play? Because guess what? If you're not playing and getting quality reps, practice, and in a game, you're not getting better. So you may have that uniform on, and you may be on the roster. But if you're not getting quality reps and playing time, you're a shagger, man. You're not playing. You're, you're not shagger, getting better. Um, and so what I've tried to tell kids, even already in the you know the couple weeks that we've been on the job, is, hey, man, um, we're going to win a national championship here. We're pl- we are we we are literally saying we're, well, you can win a national championship here at Queens versus well, coach, I want to go play D one, and you, well, you may win twenty two games. Something like that, and so, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying it's more so. It's it's trying to get the kids and the parents and the families to view the whole thirty thousand foot view of okay, why am I why am I trying to go this route as opposed to let's look at it this way, um, and it's just the the trying to get the kids to really but value. We're, we're excited, man. winning. My office looks right over. Andrew's office looks right over the field. I can't <laughs> wait to be sitting up in the air conditioning while you guys are sweating. But you know you. You're also in the in the position. It's it's really a unique position yeah. because one, you got you got a great athletic department. Mm-hmm. Sherry Sherry's great. Yep, tremendous. Randall, they're all they're there. They they want success. Yep. You know, we've had enough conversations with them. Um, so you have the support of the university. Yep. Uh, you're also trying to build an alumni program here yep. that you have no alumni. Have no base. alumni. So now we're trying to chase things yep. out of the field. You have one of the nicest, if not the nicest. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it's going to be beautiful and. We had our, our conference call this morning talking yep. about the indoor facility and working together and making sure that gets done. But you have all, all the tools are here to uh, to make this good. We want to see people out there. Yeah. You know, we yeah. want to get people out to the games and, and like like you said, you know, let's shut it down a little bit. Like, you know what? Yeah. 
you, I'm gonna go if I'm on this side of town. I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch the Royals yep. play. You yep. know, I'm gonna go make sure this happens. Yep. And uh, you know, the, the ground from the grounds crew to the people involved in Not Hole to everybody else. It, since Jack got involved in this, yeah. we all dove in as we were, yep. as we as we were, as we were alumni. Yeah. And uh, we want nothing more. I mean, I'm a terrapin. He's a, what are you, a caddy mount? What mount? Catamount. 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 Yeah. Something like that. What is that? Mountain is, lion. Mountain oh, lion. Uh-huh. Catamount. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just say mountain lion then? Catamount sounds cooler. Oh, okay. Man. And there's so many, there's so many other wildcats. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of They had to come up with something yeah. different yep. than just saying wildcat. But, you know, the, the facility out there, the opportunity to bring kids, players there, yep. you know, and I, and I tell our kids in our organization all the, all the time, all the time, listen, man, you, you can only play this game so long. So long. Yeah. You know, I got fortunate to play until I was 35 and, you know, said and done. I'm I'm one of the, you know, I don't use the word blessed often, but, you know, I'm one of the blessed guys in this game that got to go do that with limited talent, yeah. right? Major League talent. Um, I was a hell of a AAA player. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, when it's done, it's done. Yeah. So don't make it be done yeah. after high school just because you want to go put on a uniform somewhere. Go yeah. where you're going to be. A productive player yep. and play. Yeah, you know, some of these kids go. You know, they they, they come off there and they're the dudes. They're mm-hmm. on the big, you know, the names on the mm-hmm. chest. I'm that guy, and then they get to college, and you're not the dude, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because every it, it happens all the time. It comes a point when the guys on the other bench and the guys on your bench physically could do the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. So now you got to figure out how to get through that pile. Yeah. Well, then the, the biggest thing is I remember. Um, there was a kid my brother played with coming up, and he was drafted out of high school. And he was always head and shoulders the best athlete. And that's kind of the first thing I think about when you're talking about that is he found out really quickly when he went from high school to, to minor league baseball, like, oh, wow, everybody's like this. you know. So, and for the first mm-hmm. time in his life, he was shook a little bit, like, I'm not just the best dude anymore. Yeah. Um, but from a standpoint, again, what you're talking about, again, going back to why the job was attractive and, and why I'm excited and our staff's excited is – is you got a great foundation that Jack again, Jack and his staff laid in place. The facility that we're going to have is is going to be. I've told, it's going to be a Division One facility. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an elite facility to where players can develop and our guys have a true home. And we're going to win a lot of games out there. And then you look at from the infrastructure of uh, a culture and, a, and an athletic department that wants to win and they're used to winning. You look at our men's basketball program. You look at our men's and women's swimming. You look at other sports across campus. I mean, we just the women's basketball pro. They just hired the top assistant from Virginia Tech, Jim Brown. You know, so like that program is going to get rolling really quick. Mm-hmm. And Sherry's got a great idea. Dr. Lugo, president, and they're all you know down the whole down the way is. Um, it's a great opportunity to come. number one the education piece. You get a Queen's degree. You're doing something. You could work for CDC. You, you're doing. Yeah. God, we have so many interns in I mean, here. From and that's, that's what I, is number one. You're coming to the city of Charlotte. So many things you get to experience. You've got an NFL team, an NBA yep. team. It's a sports town. You've got a AAA baseball team. Yep. The campus is right there within shouting distance. It's a sports town. The future job employers are through the roof. So when you get a Queens degree in the city. The in the fa- network. In the network. The yeah. facilities and campus are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then with what we're going to do from a baseball standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the positive outlook is, is unbelievable. Um, so there's with, tons of excitement. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of pimp us, pimp us out right now. Okay? <laughs> but we're still, we're still raising money out mm-hmm. there. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's not a doubt. We have signage out there. Yep. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, what do I get for my signs? A lot of people put signs up in support of the program, yeah. not necessarily what the – you know what the end result is, but yeah. uh, you know we have signage programs out there that we're going to put. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be beautiful. It's all going to be on black background, yep. and it's it's not going to be like a blue sign, a white sign, a yellow sign. Yeah. I mean, we had you know we have a vision for the whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, but we're, we're going to build a, the new indoor facility, mm-hmm. which we're, both of us are excited mm-hmm. about, Fired te- up, and tech it out. Yep. Um, How big is that going to be? <clears throat> uh, we're talking about 6,000-plus square feet today, yeah. and, and 1,200 of it probably clubhouse yep. for uh, for Ross's group. You know, We don't need clubhouse, but... Um, you know, the kid, it, it's part of the culture thing, man. You yeah. want a place to go, you know. Yeah. It's We built clubhouses as kids. We used to build them out of blankets on the couch <laughs> yeah. and tents. Like, this is my clubhouse. You know, you got to be a member here. Yeah. You know, only stinky, yeah. stinky boys club. Yep. My sister was, you know. So, <laughs> but, you know, so you want that environment. We're yeah. sort of trying to create the whole environment. That's there. We're going to finish the third field. I want to finish real quick on the development process from youth up because that, that third field that you see being mm-hmm. graded right now is important. Um we lose 70% of the kids playing baseball at age 13. Yeah. At age 13. So what happens, and I, and, I, and it's always been in my head, and I never had any statistics to it. I just had this 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 vibe about it. It's yeah. like, why is that happening? Because they go from the small field, and they jump off that small field, and they get thrown into a middle school type of environment. And they go from a 50, a 60, 75, a 65, 70-foot base to a 90-foot base. Mm-hmm. And they go from a 200 50 foot field to a 310 field or 350 or whatever. So the real estate changes, the game slows down, the effort becomes max, yeah. and we lose those kids because it's not as competitive as it was, even though the better athlete dominates at yeah. the younger level, which we talked about. Um, they don't transition. They don't go from a, a, a 65 foot base or a 70 foot base to an 80 foot base to a 90 foot base or, or a 54 to a 56 to a 58. Yeah, gradual. To a 60, there's, a, yeah, right? there's a gradual progression. So you start to, they start to hurt. Yeah. It's not as fun. It's yeah. not as fast. And we lose them. So the third field that we're building there is a transitional field. Yeah. So the cut, it'll be a skin infield. It'll be, it'll be 90 feet. So you guys can go out and we can do all our infield work mm-hmm. if we want on the dirt. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like big league clay, yeah. the whole thing. Um, and we can we can retro it down all the way down that we can go from taking that twelve year old team and putting them into a competitive fast thirteen U environment wow. where the game's exciting, you know, and it's bang bang and got to make the plays because I, I see it I see it a lot more two 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 plays I see this on, and one is the fly ball to the pitcher uh-huh. where the shortstop used to just crash in. And, I got it, I got it, I got it. Right now he's got to go. He doesn't yeah. know who has it. Everybody's coming in. Nobody knows. Yeah. And the fly balls in the gaps where the outfielders used to stand next to each other, yeah. and you know two or three steps, and everybody's right on that ball. Yeah. Now you got to now you got to take the mindset. I got to go get it. Now what do I do? Yeah. And then in one way, the, you know, the game's playing as fast as it did, but the kid hasn't even got the first yet. It's in, yeah. it's in the gap. And so, you know, we, we, we're building that. So yeah. it's, you know, but that's the point. I'm For Charlotte, yeah. for Charlotte, whatever happens in the rest of the world, I wish nobody can change that, but yeah. we can do something here. Absolutely. Is our athletes that are going to come through CBC or play in those facilities, whether they're different organizations or not, are going to transition yeah. all the way up to that field. So yeah. they'll always be better prepared when they get to the 60-90. Yeah. Than just going from the small field and then peace out, you yeah. know, go play basketball because you're back on the court again and yeah. you can move around or soccer or something yeah. like that. No, we got to yeah. retain it. We got to keep building the, yeah. the the base of yeah. of good baseball in Charlotte. Yeah. It's there. The base is there. Oh, but there's 100%. a lot more talent that goes in different directions yeah. just to stay in the game. Yeah. Well, man, that's that's development is a progression. You know, it's, it's constantly there's a, there needs to be a plan in place and that plan needs to be evaluated, tweaked at times, and it should be gradual. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to make a jump from here to there in one day or one leap so to speak it's a progress and i tell again i go back to i watch my nephews play and especially my oldest one now is as they've advanced and tried to play in some higher level it's like well man 
you're not even prepared for that level because you don't play the fundamentals. You don't understand the fundamentals much. Like, much less that uniform. Yeah, like much less. Like a, you're not as talented as that team in the opposing yeah. dugout. That's why they're winning. Because at the end of the day, the team that's most talented is still going to win sure. over the course. Um, but when you when you combine not being as talented with you're not prepared, yeah. you're you're in for a storm. You know. So I think again, what you're talking about is that's that's again that's what parents and coach everybody that's involved in baseball. If you are coaching or in some form of coaching leadership, is it has to be about the kids, yeah. you know. Yeah. And if if you're truly about the kids, then you're going to put their best interests at mind, and you're going to look at, hey, you know what, this is development 101. And at some point after development comes, then it becomes now we teach them how to win. Okay, I'm taking that point, and then we're going to close out yeah. after this. But so no, we got questions that, after that. Oh, we got questions yeah, after got that. Okay, okay, good, good job, good. dude. <laughs> oh, we touched. <laughs> I haven't worn a mask, so, and so, I've been. I've been. Nah, yeah. I tried to wear a mask in the post office the other day, and 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 Connor Manko walked out, and I was embarrassed. Not, one of our <laughs> talking about a good player. He's like, hey, coach. Hey, I'm like, yeah, good player, right, right? there. That guy, yes. that got missed. Yep, that got good missed, player. and now he's down at Francis Marion. Yep, that good got player. missed. So yeah, that's that's nothing. But um, the college league that we have going yep. on. And it's going to develop. It, so people know and college coaches that are listening to this thing out there, we need catchers, we need pitchers. Yep. And this is a controlled environment. This isn't we're going to go chase a championship. I don't. We don't care about that, yep. to your point. What we want to do is give these guys game reps, yep. play games, three games a week, minimize the number of uh, pitches that are thrown by every pitcher every day. Yep. So if the guy's dealing for two or three innings, sorry, guy, peace yep. out. Yep. Yep. You go. Get your, go get your running in. Go yep. get your post-workout in. Go do what you get. Get yourselves ready. That's where we're going with that whole league next year. It's good. It's not going to be like you know. You can go down to the coastal plains. You go whatever, and you want to play for the championship, whatever. This is going to be an instructional developmental league, yeah. and we're going to keep that mindset. Yeah. And we're just going to get these guys prepared to move back to school. Yeah. I don't care about you know. I don't. What do I want a trophy in my in my building for for winning you know the greatest Charlotte Coastal freaking college? Thing? That <laughs> yeah. means I don't want that. Yeah. You know, I just I just want to see these kids go on and be successful. Yeah. Um, you know, and success comes from different different things. Yeah, absolutely, you know, yes. You know, you, you, well, building men, Evan Todd, who played in here, has just been accepted to Georgetown Medical School and Drexel. Yeah. Um, Matthew Salvino is building mechanical medical parts, yeah. you know, things like that. So the success is coming in, in different programs, and those are the things that we want to see happen. But yeah. we also want to make sure that these players are going back to you guys yeah. ready. Yeah. And not just, you know, hey, I played a bunch of games and I showed up, you know, I had a couple beers after the game. Yeah. And, you know, like, no, you're going to come and get your work in. Yeah. Like you're saying, you know, like Hightower did. You got 10 a.m. work in, but we're not, you know, game's not until 7. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to go get 50 yeah. ground balls before, yep. you know. Uh -huh. So those are the things. That's where we're going with that. So mm -hmm. people understand and college coaches understand that, yeah. that we do need arms and we do need a few more catches. It's going to be a four-team league. It's yeah. all going to be played there out there at Queens. Yeah. And we're going to guard these guys. Yeah. You know, we're going we're to take our experiences as former players at, you know, at different levels and make sure that, you know, this isn't about us. It's about them, and it's about your program. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, you look at, you know, Tim Corbin says you recruit baseball players, not skill sets. I think that's the biggest thing is um, what to the to the collegiate league that you're starting. I think there's a little white lie. In there's, there. a, there's a little, there's a little. He's he's got to have skill sets to match that. I, yeah, we all we all have to recruit. You got to have a certain skill level to play. But his point being is what we've been talking about this whole time, and now to your you know league that you start up for the collegiate guys is. You got to understand how to play. Yeah. Like you can have the greatest skill set and be a three tool, four tool, five tool, or as Shafe was giving one an, a one tool as an, <laughs> you know. But and that's the biggest frustration sometimes yeah. as college coaches is the guy has tools. Yeah. But you get there and you find out, dude, you don't understand how to play. play. No. And you, you can't. Be, you you can't. 
in my opinion, you can't always teach those we, instincts. We always compete against the big dogs, and we win. Yeah. You know, I bet you we went back and looked with 500, somewhere around there. Maybe you tick over, maybe you tick under. But we always compete yeah. with not the best talent yeah. that all these other guys have because it comes from a different environment, yeah. and they're prepared. And that I think that's where my successes was as a small player going into Maryland, and obviously the opportunity was there because the guy got drafted to give it for me, spot was open, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But when I took the field, I didn't have to be taught the game. Correct. And that you, slows the development process down. Because you got to spend more time with that guy. Correct. He could be the most talented kid, but the, the yes. least player. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, come on, dude, you have all this to be this, but yep. you know, and then you're neglecting the other things that are going to help you win. Yep. Because there's always that one player or two players, maybe even more to, you know, in, in the college level, that makes those other guys around them better. Yeah. And those are the guys that you go find and you plug in. And yeah. those are the guys that all of a sudden you turn around mm-hmm. and go, Holy cow, at the end of the year, you're looking at his stats. He hit 290, he drove in 50 runs, and you know he was on base percentage with X, and he, and he played a 970D. Dude. Yeah. And you didn't even know it. Yeah, no. Yeah. But you know, the big donkey that shows up, and everybody's like, whoa, look at this chiseled man. Look at this guy. He's, you know, he's projectable and all that other stuff. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, it's, I'm excited, man. No, I, well, I, I mean, I'm, ex- and the, you know, to your college, that's, that's the, as a coach that has, you know, been responsible for sending his college guys to summer mm-hmm. leagues is, that's what it needs to be yeah. about is A, are they going to be taken care of mm-hmm. from a health standpoint and a men- mental standpoint? Yeah. Um, and, and are you going to provide them an opportunity to get better? Because the last thing you want one of your college guys to do is go out and spend a summer playing and they may win, yeah. but then he comes back and A, he hasn't gotten better right. and B, he's worn down. Yeah. You know, so then his development process yeah, went back five, on campus. Five or six weeks. That's yeah. it. Five or six weeks. Uh, not, not a two month show up at Cape Cod and play two straight months. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the, other, the other illusion we had this, uh, this is going to go on all day, Andrew. So That's keep fine. rolling. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, people don't understand that, you know, you go to the Cape, right? Yeah. You get invited to the Cape, which is a great league, which yeah. is highly scouted. The Hall of Famers have come yeah. out of there. There's, you know, some oh, yeah. of the best of the best. So you go to the Cape as, uh, you know, a whatever player from whatever, yeah. not Power Five. Yeah. And the Power Fives are in the College World Series. Yeah. And the College World Series ends. Where do those guys go? Those are They yeah. go to the Cape. They're, and where they're, do those guys yeah. are at the Cape there's go? A, there's an exchange. Yeah. And yeah. where are those guys, you know. So, and again, for us, we built this league. I, I, I want the Charlotte players to be here. Yeah. I don't care who you play for. Yeah. Okay. We'll fix whoever broke you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I want I want Charlotte to stay here, man. Yeah. My boy, you know, we live in Fort Mill, but our business is in Charlotte. I yeah. mean, we have Charlotte people. I play for the Charlotte O's. I play for the Charlotte yeah. Knights. My history is here. Yeah. I want it to be. I'm, I'm thrilled that we're involved with Queens. Yeah. You know, um, so we we want to build that. So we want these kids to stay home and not yeah. think that they have to go to the Cape or something like that. And we want the scouts in the area to know that this is what we're doing. Yeah. So you don't have to just go see a game. We're going to work these kids out in the morning. Yeah. Come see them in the morning. You yeah. want to see this kid take fifty ground balls, not five, or yeah. not maybe get one, one. or two at bats. Yeah. Come watch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna a make a true development game. league. Wait, sure, for sure. And that's it. And yeah. and short term because at the end of the at the end of the year, they might have played the whole year. Mm-hmm. They trained all winter. They come off the fall. They go yeah. through their training in the winter. They play the season. Yeah. Then you're gonna throw them in the summer league. Then you're gonna throw them back into the college program. Yeah. And then you're gonna give them a little bit of month of whatever off. Yeah. You know they need it. They need downtime. They need yeah. time to be a kid and you know Correct. go to the beach, go hang out. But when we come back on the 15th of June or whatever it is and we're going to go through the end of July yeah. you know what well, go, well, goes back to one of the main thing with, is parents that are listening it's okay to give Johnny a break yeah you know, baseball wasn't meant to be played 12 months yeah I got scolded that yesterday <laughs> I got scolded that yesterday by Amanda yeah we worked out hey, yesterday that, if, if, if parents take anything yeah. away from a 31 year old coach on this podcast yeah. today is 
it's okay to take a break. No, man, she, my wife is hardcore Long Island, big hair, big hair <laughs> chick, you know. So she thinks she knows a lot. And she's learned more, but, you know, so yeah. Dylan, Dylan had a really good workout yesterday. I mean, he's, he, he looked different than he did. And he hasn't, you know, we've been hitting. Yeah. We've been doing little things in the garage yeah. and everything like that. But I haven't just grinded him down. Yeah. You know, like I want to, yeah. you know. So he comes out yesterday and he has, he has the best workout I've seen him yeah. have. I mean, he's a five-tool kid yeah. at 15 years old. He really is special. Yeah. And that's a baseball guy saying that. And um, so Amanda says, how did he do? How did he do? I said, dude, like I'm so proud of him. Yeah. He, he was freaking, he was, he was dropping balls off the fence. He yeah. was making the plays. His footwork was on time with his feeling. Everything was going on. She goes, so giving him a break was pretty good. Huh? Uh-huh. I'm like, ah. God, you got me. Got me. Got me. You got me. Drop that stake to your point. That's right. That's you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's the bit is they again a parent and you're a baseball guy. Yeah. I I think those dads who played it are always a little bit different, and I mean that in a good way. Um, And my our dad always did a good job of trying to separate coach from dad. Yeah. But that's the bit is is parent is. I heard Scott Jackson, the head coach at Liberty, he was talking about this on a podcast. I heard it uh, just yesterday. Is be the parent. Like, don't coach. Right. Like, you have coaches of your son and, and daughter for a reason. Your, your children, and I'm not a father yet, but um, you're, you need to be a parent. You need to just tell them, hey, I enjoyed watching you play. That's it, man. You know, yeah. I enjoyed watching you. Because they have so many – and talking about building mentality yeah. and, and, and talking about the kids losing the love of the game, that yeah. 70%, that's a big part of it. It's you know, because you, they, they get beat down to and mentally to a point where, like, you know what, why do I keep doing this? You know how, you know how big a word proud is? Mm-hmm. You know, when, you, when you can say that, whether it's yeah. your son or not, but you say like, "Look, dude, I'm, I'm proud of you." Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever happened. Well, even as a, you, even you as a coach, you showed up when you're and, when you're talking to your team. Absolutely, and you just, hey, fellas, I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, listen, man, it's it's positive, constructive, positive. Yeah, right. If if, if you're gonna go ahead and step in somebody's face and beat them down right mm-hmm. off the get go, it's like a dog. How many times can you hit a dog before he goes in the corner and yeah. that's it, or he wants to bite you back? Yeah, right. But if you're positive up front, and then you want to be constructive. And whatever approach that is, sometimes yeah. it's hardcore, some, yeah. sometimes it's high towel away, sometimes yep. it's, you know, sometimes it's like, listen, dude, you didn't do this right, I made the mistake, you know, and then, but here's, you know, pat on the back, listen, yep. I'm proud of you, you're out here, you're grinding it, we're going to get better, yep. peace out, let's go. Yep. And it's amazing what grows out of that, like that's, you know, those are the seeds that, you know, we're dealing with youth, yep. you're dealing with immature minds, even though these bodies are bigger and stronger and faster, yeah. these are immature kids. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how to get to class, how to get up on time, how to freaking put the alarm in the room that they actually had to get out of bed to reach it. You know, yeah. I mean, so you, you know, it's 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 it really is not uh, um, conducive to the development part that we want it yeah. to be. Yeah, and that love, the the development whole process is, can you keep that love of the game yeah. along the way? You know, and the longer they have that love and desire to keep doing what they're doing. That motivating factor, so to speak, they're going to stay in the game, dude. I I, I buckled a, a bucket of balls into my car seat. The other I saw day. that. That's how yeah. much I love that. <laughs> Precious <game>. cargo. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. That's how much. That's how much. Go ahead, Andrew. Let's fire away, man. Uh, All right, let's. Uh, this is great. I'm I just going to pick three. I'm going to pick three of them. Okay. Um, this is from Gene Bowles. He said, uh, "How will you guys coach at Cleveland Community College?" Yeah, the yep. guys. Yep. Um, he says, "How will you use the JUCO route for your program in the future?" In terms of recruiting, I'm yeah, a, yeah, uh, oh, 100%. I mean, ju- JUCO routes, the week, that's how you obviously, I believe you build your roster through high school at whatever level, division one, division two is, I believe, to maximize the, the productivity of your program and, and an execution level and performance level, you have to build through a high school talent base. But then the big piece of the recruiting factor is then you got to supplement with junior college guys. Um, and then now, fortunate of, of 
you know, being a Division two now is we can get some four-year transfers too. But we're going to heavily recruit the junior college level. We already have been in the couple of weeks we've been on the job. We're going to continue to. And I think that the junior college baseball – that has started to produce these last several years. I mean, the talent level's immense. I mean, there's good players. You know, Juco used to just be kind of an afterthought. It's a scarlet letter. So it's not, yeah. But now it's like, yeah. hey, man, talking about development. Yep. You know, that kid who has an aspiration to play at X school, he's not quite ready yet, yep. or maybe he needs some academic mm-hmm. stru- Is Now the Juco route becomes he's a big game, option He's game-tested. He's game-tested. He's so, ready. But to answer Gene's question, is the Juco recruiting is going to be a big part of our program. Because those guys are gonna, those are plug and play. You know, they're experienced. They're more physical. So, and that's not to discourage a high school. And that's kid, not right? high school kids. No. So, you know, but you know, when you're going into compete sometimes, yeah. and you got a chance, these yeah. guys, they chose that mm-hmm. path, and a high school kid is choosing that path. They're both yeah. going in the same direction. Yep. It's just time. I would say, you know, JUCO recruiting is, is simply it's like it's need based. Right. You know, hey, we need a we need a Friday night guy. Well. Yeah. Is the high school guy going to be mentally and physically ready to throw on Friday night? He may be, but I know that guy who just threw a hundred innings at his junior college is ready. Yeah, more people need to endorse. More, more of you guys on this end need to endorse the JUCO programs yeah. because you know what? You want to bring these kids in, and it's nice to get that that blue chipper early. Yeah. But if he's not going to play right away, yeah. you know, you take the chance of him not coming to you and going yeah. somewhere else. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we're making all these guys better, yeah. and it's just gonna, it's just going to enhance the game. JUCO baseball. In this area, like I said, it used to yeah. be a scarlet letter. Yep. It was like, you know, oh, man, you know, I didn't get to go to Carolina, go to Clemson. I didn't go here, whatever, but I, I'm going to go to a JUCO. Yeah. Well, guess what? Go to Flo Darlington. Oh, see yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, go yeah. out to Brunswick, see what they're doing. Yeah. You know, go go across all these JUCOs in this yeah. area and watch these dudes that are there. You're yeah. going to see some well, the good Well, st- the state that I the state that I just spent you know last several months in being at Jacksonville, being down in Florida. Yeah, you go to Florida JUCO. I mean, yeah. holy cow, California. Like, Cal- Arizona, you go to Texas. California Tech. Yeah, yeah. You mean yeah. you're talking about JUCO baseball has become a big avenue for high end talent. Yeah, look, you get back you get back in the draft pretty quick yep. if you want to. Yep. You know, um, so it helps. That I mean, you look at here, look with with what Coach Roselle's done at uh, Catawba Valley, yeah. and just the several you know years yeah. like that program yeah. has has taken off. Immensely. They've done a good job at the facility up there. Yes, too, that's how, because again, the JUCO facilities are getting yep. better also. Yep, because they used to be go pastures. And Frank Pate now starting. You know, he's got uh, over there at Caldwell. You know, Does he really? Yeah. Pate's back yeah. in the. He's yeah. back, I didn't so know he's that. He's back in the with Gene at Cleveland. So there's that's good. There's a lot of good opportunities. Talking to parents is there's a lot of good opportunities. If you want your son to continue having financially, chance, financially, yep, educationally, academically, sure. you know, Lewisburg, you're going to Duke, you're going <laughs> yeah. to Furman, you go, you know, I mean, you're, you're yeah. going to pay for you're that. Gonna, one. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but really, you know, realistically, you're right. I mean, it, it, it takes the sting out of the the, the thirty thousand dollar a year yeah. um, tuition yeah. when you can go somewhere in state or for six, five, whatever, yeah. and get all your prerequisites. Yep. Play. Yep. These programs are turning into programs, not mm-hmm. just they show up, here's your uniform and go. They're mm-hmm. working out, they're training, they're chasing national championships, mm-hmm. they're being scouted, they're being recruited. Yep. It's 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 yeah. legit. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you another one. This one from one of your buddies, Shafe, Bob Ostriker. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, he was a, he's a Terp. He's one of my, <laughs> one of my, my Terp teammates. He said, uh, good morning, Shafe. Ostriker, Sha- but said, Stryker oh, will Ost- work. All right, it's fine. <laughs> He said, good morning, Shafe. Is baseball a go in the Carolinas? Still waiting to hear for the go-ahead in Massachusetts. In my mind, we're going. We practiced yesterday. We did. We had guys on the field yesterday. What are they saying tournaments-wise? Late this I month? Mean, I mean, I think, I think May. I think we're rocking in May. I think we're rocking at the end of this month. We, we're preparing to play in a tournament. You know, they canceled Big League Camp on us, which I understand because it's, you know, it's cabins yeah. and yeah. confined and parents nervous of sending yeah. their kids away. I, I get that point. And uh, so we moved that to, to August, which is a big spring training event for oh, yeah. us. It's a lot of fun, the kids yeah. in bonfires and yeah you know, that's a good that. area up there oh, donnie's done a great, Don, oh, great. That's, that's a great 
great done job. A good job. Yeah. It, it's been a good piece to North Carolina baseball. Yes, it has been tremendous. Um, and the team building stuff is it's it's scary as a coach when they're running down the mountains and sticks are up and they got bags <laughs> oh on their gosh. back and climbing tree stands and shooting arrows. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like it's not like comfortable like the whole weekend. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm Joe Joe and out, yeah. man. You uh-huh. know, but we get everybody home. We only had two injuries last year. There you we go. only had two. There you go. Um, so, but uh, yeah, we're playing, man. I, I I think June is a definite. You know, in my mind, if I was governor, we'd be playing a week ago. But I'm just me. You're <laughs> and safe. sometimes that's good and sometimes You're vanilla shafe. Not so good. Uh, I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, one last one from Candace Fraley. She said, what would be your advice for a kid up north to get to help get recruited, go to college camps or travel ball tournaments, et cetera? Mm. You go first. No, a, uh, um, I've always said – the best bang for your buck, if you feel like you're under, is to go to camps. Mm-hmm. I just think that's because you're going to get, A, you're going to be on that actual surface in front of those actual coaches. And if camps are done correctly, they're going to have other coaches involved as well from all different levels. Um, and tons of evaluations going to go on. You're going to get an individual evaluation base. You're going to be told, hey, this is where you probably stand and fit in terms of, of these evaluators. Uh, you're going to get individual instruction for probably half of that camp and then play a live game. So I think for the best bang for your buck to get your kids seen to start with is camps. And then you get an idea of where he fits in the puzzle. Um, and then you then you make your decision from that. That'd be, that'd be my advice in my opinion. Okay, so I have two sides to that, mm-hmm. right? I definitely agree. If the kid, But the kid has to go to his college coach or his, high, or his, his yeah. showcase coach or whatever and say, can I play at this school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because if then yeah, then go to the camp. Yeah. And the other thing is, if the college, if the high school coach or the travel ball coach is networked in, and he can call you and say, "What are you looking for?" What are you looking for? Okay, because we know part of the camps and stuff like that pays for your. Yeah, it's, your it's staff. a money maker. It's, it's everybody. Yeah. you know, it's 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 a money maker. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, um, but on top of it, it's a recruiting opportunity. Yep. But so that's the double edged sword. Okay, I got to bring numbers in here yep. because I got to pay these guys. But I also need to bring talent in here because I want to recruit the right talent. So the, the school has to fit, the, the kid has to fit mm-hmm. the school academically, athletically, mm-hmm. and there has to be a need. There has yeah. to be, I'm looking for a center fielder. I'm looking for a shortstop. I'm yeah. looking for a left-handed pitcher. That's one. The other one is when you start to look at these camps or these showcases, look at the numbers. Okay, yeah. Look at the numbers of people that they're bringing in. Yeah. I'm not a head-first fan. I'm not a, I'm not a showball type of fan mm-hmm. where they're bringing in. 250 guys at a time you're getting five ground balls you're getting five throws from the outfield and you're you know you're getting eight swings to ten swings and you're paying a thousand dollars waste of money yeah right waste waste of money look at the numbers are they controlling the numbers of the showcase okay are they providing good information in terms whether it's data yeah uh the recruiters that are there are the recruiters getting the information that they need to be able to contact the players um that's important is the facility the right facility and you know, you know, you know, are they are they helping promote the kid, or are they just promoting the dollar? Yeah, right. That those so you know, there's a lot of factors in there, but I think yeah. to go back to your point, camps are critical. Yeah. Get get in front of the guys that are going to make decisions yeah. right away. Yeah. Don't just throw yourself in the pond and hope something you know somebody's yeah. line catches you. Yeah. Know where you're going. Know what you're doing. Do your research yeah. on the school. Do your research academically on the head coach because you know what, you can put a kid in an environment where the head coach is an absolute tool and yeah. the kid is going to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. he, the, the, the personalities yep. have to match and the culture yep. has to match. And, you know, and they have to talk to you guys yeah. and say, you know, the, the parent has to be as comfortable with you. Yeah. And listen, we're all in sales. Yeah. You got to sell your program, right? Yeah. I'm still trying to get that nice car for the best price uh-huh. I can get. 
Um, but you got to be genuine with yeah. it because you know in the end they're gonna, the ones that leave are the ones that call you out. Yeah. Correct. What else? That, that that's all we got right there. Beautiful. Cool. Well, that was outstanding, no, was man. That, that was, was that was good, and uh, obviously we'll get a chance to do this more because it'll be in our backyard. Absolutely. And absolutely, um, Andrew. As usual, your two Nick. words today were golden. No, I said seven. This, you said this seven. Week, yeah. Andrew got Andrew's <laughs> like, "What do you do? Just sit there." Somebody asked him on the pike. He goes, I'm just sit here. You know, it's that, know, it's that guy. He's te- that guy. I texted him this morning. I said, "Andrew, it's just you and I." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "No." I'm like, "Why not? You and me. This is your big shot, man." And you're like, "Just say you break through." Hey, you he's just like, want to stay behind the curtain, don't he you? He does. I don't mind he's being. The, I don't mind being in the spotlight, yeah. but you make it go though. Yeah, yeah that's does. the thing. I you make, make it, it go. go. He makes. I'm the gasoline. He makes a lot of things happen around here. You're the first baseman that picks up those balls in the dirt, and they can't. You know, everybody gets this flashy shortstop credit, but it's like, hey, man, that first. Basically yeah. picking you up. Yeah, him and my, him and his mom are in this building to make sure I don't screw everything there up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, see? Yeah. And I give them the leeway to run me over there after I say that. There so, you go. Well, we appreciate everybody, man, watching the uh, the Facebook Live and Podcast 93. And we're going to figure out number 100. Yeah. It's going to be a big party. We've got to get Tommy fun. Viola in here and Ennis and just get a bunch of people around. in here. And, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, go that route. Yeah. But. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. Andrew, okay. Shay, Andrew, appreciate y'all. Enjoy All right, it, man. peace Good out, life. everybody.